Welcome to the NACA American Dream Program. Each week, we'll talk about how NACA is revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best mortgage in America. It's no down payment, no closing cost or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score. And guess what? It's at a below market fixed rate. NACA is just relentless. This is the NACA way. Welcome back. Welcome back for another episode of Monday's Nackers American Dream Program, where we got an awesome, awesome, awesome show. But first of all, I'd just like to say, I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. You got to connect with friends and family, that you got to see people that you haven't seen um, in some time. It's so important now to take this time to see everybody and to connect and to reconnect because we never know with this whole COVID thing when we're going to be here. So it's always important. So for me, I had an awesome weekend. I had an awesome Thanksgiving spending with family, reconnecting, connecting, meeting new people. But listen, we got an awesome show for you. But first, let's go over here and check on with, with Anjanette. See, what's going on? How was your holiday? How was your weekend? Ooh, Damien, thank you, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Nacalodians. Hey, Nacalodians out there. Welcome I love it. I love it. Program. Thank you so much for joining, Damien. Awesome weekend. Wonderful time with friends and family. Ate too much as always, but isn't that what it's all about? Welcome. It is a beautiful day, and I mean it's a beautiful day. It's fall, y'all. It is fall, and it's a beautiful day to be out there looking for that beautiful home, realizing your dream of home ownership because the wealth is always in the land. And it is just a gorgeous day to, to be coming in at that wonderful interest rate on a 30-year fix only at NACA. Can you get it for 2.125 on a 30-year fix and a 1.5% interest rate on a 15-year fix? That is only the NACA way. So we are loving it. Beautiful day. And Damien, we have a wonderful show today. And again, want everybody to find us on Facebook. If you're out there, throw the hearts up on Facebook. We are here for you. Throw them up, throw them up. We got some amazing guests here today on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. You can like us, love us, do everything you want to do to us. And you can always call in today. You, if you can call in your questions at 833-771-0500. That's 833-771-0500. And you can always find information at www.naca.com. Damien, guess who we have back for a second time, back by popular demand. Wow, y'all. We have our regionals. We have our regionals. Yes, our regionals are here today from the East Coast to the West Coast, all the way up in the Midwest and the South gonna handle the rest. So we got it here today. So we the have- folks with the answers. Yes, they have the answers to everything. And people have already, guys, since Abriel was out on social media posting this show, the regionals already, before the show started, guys, have questions that are coming in. So we have Diego Luque, we have Leticia Jeter, we have Washington Riles that have joined us and I don't want to steal their thunder. Damien, I think they should tell what regions they represent and why they why did they why did they take this job of being a regional because it is a very demanding job. It is hard work, it is honor and dignity in the work, but I'd like to know from them just what makes them thrive. What why do it? Why NACA? Why Go NACA? ahead. Want to start with Diego Luque. Thank you. With that introduction, I feel important. Um, <laughs> glad to be here. Glad to talk to our members. Um, so basically, I wanted to use all my NAC experience to help as many people as possible, right? Uh, our counselors, which are the core of this organization, help a lot of members. But when you have some years with this organization, now you can help those counselors to reach more people and expand the program and help really the, the communities, right? Where we are working every day. That's, that's my main reason to be here. Love it. And what regionals, what, what areas do your region cover, Diego? Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and Texas. And Texas. All right, throw the hearts up for Florida. And Texas, Alabama, and Georgia, correct? That's correct. All right. 
Next, we have oh, Washington you. Riles. Washington Riles. Welcome, Washington. Hey, like, hey guys, uh, welcome, Miss Anjanette, uh, Damien, Abriel, everyone. Uh, yeah, my name is Washington Riles. I'm a regional director here at NACA. Uh, mainly work on the in the uh, Midwest, uh, uh, Michigan, uh, and then uh, the uh, uh, southern areas here. I'm in uh, Louisiana now, uh, Mississippi, uh, Tennessee, and um, Ohio. Uh, and again, same as Diego, I, I, uh, I just want to be able to uh, just expand in my reach with the, with the counselors and develop the offices and uh, just help as many members as we possibly can. And, and, and as you said, you know, I've been at NACA for about 11 years, so I know that I have the expertise to, you know, assist the counselors into getting, uh, getting, getting the members to the finish line. That's, that's always my motivation. I say it every day. I get up to get members in the home. So that's what keeps me moving and keep me, keeps me motivated. Wow, you heard it straight from the regionals. They are here to help you. So Great make idea. sure you take advantage of this information that they're making available. Now ask those questions at 833-771-0500, or you can ask them live on Facebook because that's where we're at also. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And believe it or not, I told you, I, I, stay, I do not stand corrected. I stand increased because we are increasing our questions. We had already started receiving questions, Damien, but we got them coming on Facebook as well as our, our call-in line. So I'm going to start with the Facebook question first. How do I get back in contact? Um, I had a counselor, but haven't heard from him in a long time. I'm in Cleveland, Ohio area. So Washington, um, how can they get back in contact with the counselor or do they need to get back in contact with that counselor? Can they just contact the, uh, our, our national number and be directed into the right place? What's your advice for them? Yeah, either or is, uh, either or is fine. They can either um, reach out to the NSI, uh, our national service line. And uh, and set an appointment is is really the uh, the easiest and quickest way to to uh, to make it happen. Uh, but we want to make sure that you up, up, update your file. So make sure that you uh, you looked at your your action plan that the counselor gave you, and uh, and uh, make sure the documents are in the file so we got you ready to go once you make that appointment. And you can no. always reach us at four two five that that number to call in about uh, speaking to an NSR, a national service representative, will be four two five six zero two six two two two. That's four two five six zero two NACA. But now he made something very clear, you guys out there, NACA land, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeons, that don't call if you don't have all your stuff in the file. Nobody's going to make an appointment until you have every document that you need in your file and you've done everything to make it a successful appointment for you that was on your action plan. So make sure you follow through with that. Don't just get in touch, but get in touch with a purpose. Guys. Another question coming through, Diego in Washington. Well, somewhat, Leslie wants to talk about the $25,000 lien. She said, can someone explain to me why that's in place and how do we resolve that? I don't think it's anything you can resolve, uh, but you guys are better equipped to talk about it than I. Sure. So basically, the NACA program is, is not for investors. This is a great program, the best mortgage available in the country, designed to help low to moderate income families to become homeowners, right? So the, the lien is designed to protect the program to protect you from investors. Um, the only reason is there is to prevent the home buyers to rent out the property. As long as you live in the property, there is no any concern. There is no equity interest in the property. If you decide to sell the, the property in the future, you can do that and we remove the lien. That's the reason you have the 25,000 soft lien after you close on, on your loan. Again, it shouldn't be a concern. It is there to protect the program for new investors. So it's now, nothing Diego, that I do the, have a, Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, does, it, does it last the life of the loan? So if the loan is 30 years or 15? The, 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 the lien is going to be there as long as you have the active NACA mortgage. Once you okay. pay off the property, it disappears. Or you sell okay. the property. Or, or for any reason, you decide that you want to uh, refile and, and then you paid off the NACA mortgage, the, the lien goes away as well. It goes That's away. It goes away. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect, Diego. Thank you. Sheena. Sheena is asking, can we seek an outside realtor that's familiar with NACA? 
And that answer, Damien, is absolutely. Absolutely. However, the thing that you want to be careful about is a lot of times in the mortgage industry, it changes. Everything changes. NACA is not the same. As a matter of fact, it was June or July, the NACA program changed. So if your outside agent is not up to date with what's going on with NACA, then they can be out of the loop of how to get you through the program. And if you know yourself what it was like for you to get through the NACA process, it doesn't get easier with the with the purchase part moving on into closing because you got to know how to get you through and circumnavigate the different systems within NACA. If they know it, great, fine. If they don't, you need to make sure they know it or you know it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sheena, for that question. And now we have Jonathan coming in. Jonathan is asking, is there a penalty for refinancing a NACA mortgage? NACA mortgage is already the interest rate. It's the lowest you can ever find. Don't know why you would want to refinance it. But Diego, Washington, is this something that I'm, I'm, I'm missing? Jonathan wants to refinance uh, his NACA mortgage, and he's trying to figure out, is there a penalty for it? No, there's no penalty to refinance the NACA mortgage, but it's like you said, it's the best mortgage product in America. So the penalty may you may be you refinancing into a higher interest rate. So, uh, so no, is the short answer. Yeah. So no penalty, Jonathan. Good luck with that. Speak to your NACA counselor first or just call NACA first before you do do that, though. And lay everything out, lay what they're going to charge you, the fees and all of that, because it really may not be worth it to do it. You may want to consider something else. And I'm not a financial consultant, but you may want to put money out with the equity as opposed to doing a refinance and getting out of that loan, because mm-hmm. it is the best. It is, I, I know it's the best. Right. It is. And Keisha, welcome, Keisha. Keisha is reaching out to us on Facebook, and I have a Keisha that's calling in as 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 well. So I'm going to get to both of my Keishas. So thumbs up. Give some hearts out for Keishas out there. Two Keishas. Two Keishas. Uh, Keisha is looking to understand the tax rate for the mortgage calculator. How can you determine the correct tax amount? What if the specific tax amount does, does that play a factor in the percentage so I'm trying to understand your question, Keisha. I think she's trying to understand how she can determine her tax rate for where she lives. The best way is to uh, look at the county uh, website where they show the tax rates for the specific area. Even many uh, cities and counties offers the ability to enter the purchase price and they, they calculate the taxes for you. That's the best way to find it, right? Or ask your, your your real estate agent to help you with that, with the, the, pulling the tax records for the property. They should do it anyway. It's part of the market analysis. Um, and yeah, that's very important because uh, that affects your maximum uh, mortgage payment. Uh, we qualify our members for a monthly payment for a mortgage, a PITI, Principal Interest Taxes and Insurance. Mm-hmm. The higher are the taxes for the specific property, the lower the loan amount. And it depends where you are. If you are, for example, in Texas, the property taxes are very high. It could be up to $30,000 per uh, $30 every $1,000. But maybe you are in a place like Tennessee in Washington's uh, region where the taxes are very low, probably $10 per every 1000 So that definitely make a difference about how much is your maximum loan amount. Diego, that, that begs a question that I have for both of you regionals as mm-hmm. far as it relates to the, the tax amount. So one of the things I'll say to everybody is be careful because if it's not owner-occupied, the taxes are going to be higher, which now puts in a higher amount that you got to do into your mortgage calculator. But the question I have for you all is that since the taxes are only going to be high for unoccupied or non-owner-occupied for that one year, does NACA take into consideration that there'll be homestead exemption the year after or you now need to factor based on what it currently is? It depends where you are, basically. And that's a great question, right? There are some states that reassess the property to market value when there is a transfer on ownership. When I sell my, and the new buyer purchased that, that home and the goes to the public records, the first uh, month of the next year, they're going to reassess the property and increase my taxes, right? Until I file for homestead and everything else. That happens in Florida, for example. But that doesn't happen in other states, 
right? You can go with the current bill if you have a homeowner living in the house with homes to reception. Probably the, you are going to have the same taxes that you are after you purchase the home. So there is not a correct answer for everybody. It depends on where you are, right? Again, that's the, the importance of knowing your market, the purchase workshop that you, the members need to attend after qualification. They help many times from the in-house real estate agents that are really experts in, in this process. So you need to find from your counselor or from your agent the right answer for your specific market. Makes sense. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it. you, Diego. So let's see. We have Don. Don is asking the, the age-old question. We got this question last Monday and we didn't get a chance to, to get to it. And now we got it again. Why do I have to already live in the city first if I'm moving back home? I think that's that six months thing, Diego. Yeah, correct. I, I don't know if Washington wants to uh, answer that one or, or do you want me yeah. to go ahead? I think they're oh. trying to see why should they already live in the area that they want to live in as opposed to, hey, I'm moving here in this area. I'm going to buy a home here. And why can't I do it like that? Yeah, again, uh, we where this program is about affordability, about neighborhood stabilization, right? About your investment in your community, not only in your property, but in the, the community where you're going to live in. So we don't want people from a remote location pick a house and try to figure it out if that's going to work in the long term right we want our members to taste the waters first in addition to have a stable income in the new location we want them to have a look right understand where, where they really want to live what neighborhood what works for them uh figure the budget the new budget out and everything that's going to happen once they live in that property so the rule of thumb is that we're going to require before we qualify somebody that's planning to move to a new city that this person live for at least six months in that new location before qualification there are some exceptions like Somebody retired, for example, that is moving from an expensive market to a more affordable market, right? Mm -hmm. uh, probably we're not going to request that. And sometimes when there are transfers from employment, but that's something, a conversation that must happen with your counselor. But the rule of thumb is we want you to live six months in the new area. Now, Dawn is saying she says she's moving back home. Now, I, I wish I could. Dawn, you know, I'm trying to ad lib for that, you so if you're moving back home maybe don already knows the area and i'm just guessing here yeah they may happen that's maybe a, a reason to to waive the six months right but that that conversation that must happen with with the counselor gotcha. right i lived 25 years ago in that city now i'm going back well that's different if i move for like two years ago because i have a good uh, job offer but now i don't like it i want to go back home so pro that's a conversation that must happen with the counselor so we understand what exactly is going on so diego what you're saying or what i hear you saying is you're not saying no you're just saying with certain situations bring it up to your counselor and start that conversation with them first. Cause it's not always a hard, fast no, considering the Absolutely. Re Absolutely. Remember the NACA program is based on common sense. This is okay. not a matrix okay. where we're trying to fit everybody in a box, right? <laughs> that's right. So, so that's exactly. important. And I'm so glad you said that. And, and Diego said it best, everybody out there. He's basically saying this is not a one-stop, you know, one-stop, one-size-fit-all. He's basically saying NACA is a custom fit. So have that good relationship with your counselor and you and your counselor talk about it. Isn't that nice to be able to talk to your counselor and tell your counselor what you really want, what your interests are, you know, where do you really want to be? And your counselor figure out the best way to get you there. So In concert. I like that. Custom fit. So thank you, Don, for that question. And that was a question that we wanted to make sure we get out there because it's been asked on two shows back to back. So Mariah, I would like to know, let me see. I'm trying to see, I'm trying to understand Mariah. I would like to know, do you have credit repair readiness courses as this is the biggest factor holding me back for price range of house I'm seeking? I know credit is not a big factor, but let's be honest, it's a key indicator. 
Is credit a key indicator? So let's talk about that. Let's talk about credit because NACA doesn't consider one's credit. They consider your ability to pay. If it was not so, Diego and Washington wouldn't be closing in their region on people with 350s and 400s and 500 credit scores. I think that I think that Damien can give us a good uh, <laughs> advice there uh, as NACA homeowner. Uh, no credit. I have, I had, I had past this a 480 credit score and I got a 2.23. So I tell people all day long, if I can get a house, you know, like Oprah, you can get a house, you can get a house. Everybody can get a house. It's just that you have to follow the plan, the action plan that your mortgage counselor set. They don't say no. They say work on this plan and we can get you in the home. So please don't think credit is an issue. Never. And Mariah, don't write your own declination letter because in your message, it sounds like you've already ruled yourself out of getting don't a home it. based on your credit. When we're telling you, just go out there and try, just come through the program and try. You'll be surprised. You will amaze yourself at knowing how ready you may be. Um, but does NACA have a credit repair readiness program or courses? No, but I will tell you this. I've talked to several members who have closed at NACA and said by the time they went through the entire counseling piece and the entire program, their credit did get better just by having awareness and making some lifestyle changes. So that is your credit repair and readiness. It right is. There. It is. And it's, it's a hand wall. Now, one of the things that I will say that's a benefit, a great benefit with NACA is that when your counselor is going through your credit report, you got to remember, you're getting this new house. I moved from a one-room efficiency with no furniture, really, into a three-bedroom, three-four-bath house. So now you're going to want to get some stuff, and you don't want to carry it. So it is still good to still work on your credit, but it's not necessary to get through the NACA program, but you do want to talk to your counselor to make sure that you're getting your credit repaired because you're going to want to get some stuff when you get that new house. You're not going to want to bring everything from the old house, promise me, and you don't want to go to rent center to get it. I'm no. sorry. Well, but, but, what, what I think is we need to clarify that. Yeah, we don't look at credit scores. That's not taken into consideration at all, right? It's not credit. However, what is important is your payment history. And it, and it makes sense, right? If you're not able to pay on time your current bills, how you're going to take over a hundred of thousands of dollars mortgage, right? That's what we need to pay attention when we're, we're working to qualify for the NACA program. That's a good awesome. idea. That's good yeah. information. This is getting good. Yeah, And, okay. I, and I, I always I always advise people to go to, the, go to the intake. I'm wondering if this person has already been to their intake and, and talked to a counselor to get an actual action plan to find out where they really are because... That's that's key, right? You you maybe you're focusing on you may be focusing in on the wrong areas. Uh, so I would definitely advise going to speak with your counselor. And that's a good point, Mariah. Listen to them; they're giving you this. You got over 20 years talking to your wisdom here between Washington and Diego. So please listen to them. Don't write your declination letter. Give it a give it a go, guys. We got questions coming left and right and sideways. So I'm gonna try to toggle back and forth. From the phones to the to our Facebook page, uh, Rosalind is asking, and this is a good one, Rosalind. I'm gonna have to throw some hearts up for Rosalind. Rosalind is saying, "Do I need to sell my timeshare before starting the NACA process?" She say, "I'm still paying on it." What does she need to do, guys? Uh, no, the timeshare, no, the, the member uh, doesn't need to sell the timeshare. What you need to consider is the monthly payment for is going to affect the active debts, right? The maintenance fees, probably there is an annual fee for taxes and other uh, expenses. That's going to be part of the uh, home buyer active monthly debts, but it doesn't need to sell it. All right. Okay. Now, Diego, I have a question that, that kind of go with that. That the 10-month rule, is that for everything? If anything is less, whether it be a card, credit card, or what have you, that is less than 10 months being paid off, you don't consider it. Is that yeah. for everything that, or only cards? That applies for installment debt. So okay. that's something at a debt that have a specific number of payments in, in order to be paid off, right? If you have 10 payments or less, 
left on that and that debt, we can exclude it from your active debts. But this again is no black or white, right? It depends because even if you're talking to about a car, yes, you're going to pay off your car in nine months, but you need a new car because you have a 1976 Chevy Nova. Ooh, I don't know. Diego. Uh, so wow. that's he went part, there, right? The, he that's did that. part he, he of did the, that. He's telling his age, y'all. Right. So, but what, <laughs> what I'm trying to say, if, if again, is no yes or no, that's part of your conversation with your counselor, that's part of the counselor, right? I'm going to pay off my car in nine months. It's in good shape. I don't plan to buy another car. So I want re that removed from my debt. That's fine. Right. But we cannot tell everybody, oh, everything that is 10 payments or less is going to disappear for your debts because not necessarily is going to be like that. Okay. Thank you yeah, for that clarification. The timeshares I've seen are typically pretty expensive. So, wow. but, so would you ever advise any of them to ever just sell it, get rid of it, get out of it? Well, in general, as Washington say, they're expensive. And even if you paid off your, your mortgage piece, you still have to pay every year maintenance fees. And that's definitely is going to affect your budget, right? And sometimes you're not even using that, that timeshare at all. So my advice is if you can, don't get in that type of debt because that's not the best for you. Right? Right. High interest rates, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Wow. Right. I didn't know that. So Rosalind, I hope that helped you throw some hearts up for you for that wonderful, wonderful question. Thank you so much. Denise is asking, I purchased with NACA over 10 years ago. She says, best decision I ever had. Thank you, Denise. Throw some hearts up for Denise. All but right. she's saying, I would like to sell my home and purchase another home. Do you have a program that assists with this? She's just asking, can she re-enter? Re-entry. Yes. Yes. Washington. Fine. Hmm? Talk to me, Washington. I mean, yeah, she's fine. I mean, she's been in her house for 10 years. She's already taken advantage of the program. She knows it's the best mortgage in America. Come on. Come on in. Um, our uh, IHAs, I believe they can help you um, uh, uh, with selling in your house. And um, come on back through. So, so let I me think there is a program, it. right, Damien, for, for when we're listed with NACA, yeah. get the listing. Right. Actually, we can't. The, the IHAs, the, the NACA's in-house agents can help you with that. But but one of the things I, I do want to be clear, if you're selling your house, you have to, say, sell your house on Monday, and then you can close on the next day of the new house. I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, you can't close on the new house prior to selling the old one, correct? That's correct. absolutely correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. And, that and it takes some days, most of the time, to record the documents from the previous sale and everything else. So simultaneous closings are not going to happen. So there's no cooling period to come back either, is what you guys are saying. Because I've heard before that you it have does. To wait so many years it, it, before you can. Yeah, it is. You you must you can do the NACA program twice. And the first, there are two requirements to come back. That you have lived at the property that you purchased through NACA at least for three years. That's the first one. And you have documented participation because remember, the NACA program requires activities, participation. Mm -hmm. So, so you have to, in. yeah, you if you have those two requirements, you're good to come back and we, we welcome you back. Now, one more recommendation. Don't sell your house until you're qualified again for the NACA program because right. the point. fact that you know that you qualify doesn't also give you information for how much you qualify. So before you make plans, and because right now it's easy to sell a house, and right, Damien? It's very, very easy. To, very. But, but then you need to look at what you have available to purchase another home. So my recommendation for anybody coming back to the program is have first your intake, talk to your counselor, so understand your current affordability, and then start working on selling the house. Excellent information. Excellent information. And my 601 caller, I'm coming to you in a few minutes, but just to go along with this, Rosemary is saying, so basically, if I want to sell my property, do I have to pay the lien? So if she's selling her property, to Denise's point, Denise closed 10 years ago. Her lien, that lien doesn't even play a factor, correct? 
No. Correct. Correct. This the, we will release the, the lien when release she's the ready, ready to sell. Yes. Now Rosemary is asking. So if I sell my property, do I have to pay the lien? I'm hesitant to answer that because if Rosemary just bought her house two years ago, how does that play into? Is there a, a grid or a matrix or something? What's what's the formula here? Well, right now, the, 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 even if it was two years ago, this member doesn't have to pay the lien back. I mean, we're going to release it. Obviously, it cannot come back to the program because it will meet the, the first requirement that we just mentioned, right? Okay. Rosemary, I hope that answered your question. And my 601 caller, and I believe that's Mississippi. I'm going to step out and say I'm, I'm testing my I-20 knowledge here because I'm on I-22. So you my home girl or boy. So that call is coming in and said, I had my first initial meeting and my second one is coming up in December. I wanted to know if I'm having trouble uploading my file, how can I, can I just put them in another section to get my documents in the file? Do you guys rule against that or in order to just complete getting their documents uploaded, can they just put them under other documents or what is your best resolution for her or him? We really want you to put the documents where they go in the file. Uh, if you're having trouble, you should take a screenshot of what your error message is so that we can uh, and get it over to your counselor so we can try and uh, get uh, IT to figure out what is, uh, what is it that's not working for you. Right. More than likely, if you're it's just going to speed up your process. I think, you know, the, the getting the documents in the right place makes the uh, makes the counselor's job easier, uh, their life easier. And it, and it makes your process. It, it'll speed through your process. Uh, I think that was one of the questions that we got. How do we kind of speed through the process? And one of the ways is to definitely get the documents where they go. Yeah. And guys, yeah. if you're going through it, somebody else probably is also. So you're helping everybody else because it may not be aware that that's going on. Right. This is so helpful. I love these type of conversations. Uh, and and uh, oh, a, a, a quick reminder that we have kiosks at the local offices. If you are in the, the city where we have office, you can stop by the office and upload the documents there. Kiosk. That's right. Our offices do have kiosks that are there and uh, someone will be gladly and, and readily available to assist you. Charity. Charity is saying, can you explain how to buy down your interest works? How does that buy down work? And what is the cost for a non-priority member and how to calculate the dollar amount? Ooh, Diego, she went in. That's a long one. That's, that's... <laughs> okay, the first thing I, I need to say is that information, uh, you, you will find that information on, on uh, the website and that kind of come, right? It's under the purchase program. Also, it's in your workbook. All the details in the minutia and the website to check if you are a priority or non-priority member. But, the, but to give you an answer, so in the 30 year, we have two, two different, the same program, two different terms, right? 30 year mortgage or 15 year mortgage. In the 30 year mortgage, for every 1.5% of your loan amount that you paid at closing, your interest rate goes down on a quarter of a point. So 1.5% of the loan amount will reduce your interest rate in a quarter of a point. Um, in the 15-year program, 1% of the loan amount will decrease your, your interest rate in a quarter of 1%. Um, there are limitations because there is HOPA uh, regulation and other federal regulations that cap how many points you, you can pay in these points if the money is coming from your pocket. Now, if you're receiving money from the seller, that doesn't affect that calculation. The NACA program allows third-party contributions, seller contributions up to 10%. So technically, you could get up to 10% from the seller to help you to buy down your interest rate. In addition to that, you could put additional funds. If you are not getting money from the seller, normally the maximum points that you can buy are between four and five and a quarter between 4% of the loan amount to five and a quarter of the loan amount. And then each 1.5% will decrease your interest rate in a quarter of a point. I hope I answered at least half of that question. That was helpful. And uh, now, um, it, go ahead. Got another question with that. So mm -hmm. Diego, let me ask you. So for mm -hmm. instance, here in Atlanta, if you live in the city of Atlanta, you can get the $20,000 grant. Is that 20,000 counting on the 10% or is it counting part of your full, 
4.5%. For maximum buy-down caps for HOPA, that money counts because the grant comes goes to the buyer. Okay. So it's okay. considered buyer's money. So when we're calculating the limits, the maximum that you can buy down, yeah, that will count. And the same happened with any with House Charlotte or City of Houston or any other grant out there. So it's the buyer's money. So y'all, when you get grant money, that counts as the buyer's money, not somebody else's. Correct. Yeah, and whatever they don't use, they can uh, they can apply towards um, principal reduction if they if they max their points. Okay. Oh, now that's good. Could you explain that so they can for, for those who don't know about the principal reduction part? Uh, say say they say they got a twenty thousand dollar grant and it costs to, just for round numbers. It takes them. They use fifteen thousand of it to to hit the uh, four and a half points that uh, four and a half to five points that uh, that Diego was speaking of. Then they can take mm -hmm. the other five and put it towards uh, principal to reduce the the principal of the house. So the money is not thrown away. You still get to use it. Thank you, Marshall. You bind down your house, y'all. You bind down the cost of your house. Instead of it being $200,000, it's going to be less than that. So that is always a good thing. Always, always. I have a, now, seven, a 716 but, New York, but go ahead. Go ahead, Damien. But, but here's the thing that, I, that we're having to kind of reform is that, yes, you want to buy your interest rate down, but continue, continue to save your money. Because see, buying your interest rate down is the second part. The of first course. thing you got to do is you got to get the house. So you may have to offer more just to get the house. So you got to get that part out the way before you can even get to buying your interest rate down. So what mm -hmm. I keep saying, save, save, save do save. not stop saving because you can't even get to interest rate buy down if you didn't buy, if you ain't got to be at a contract a house under contract. So okay. you may have to use some additional monies to do some other things to offer more to get that house. So don't forget that piece. Yeah. And those programs really are critical as Diego was saying, how Charlotte, there's so many different uh, first time home buyer incentives out there. There's uh, down payment assistance programs. And remember, NAC is no money down, no closing costs. So you wanna look and research, be resourceful and look into your municipality, city and county uh, programs that are out there. You'd be amazed at what is really out there. And we just have to go and be resourceful enough to find those programs to help us out. So that's always definitely good. check with United Way. I use the IDA program, which is the mm -hmm. individual development account, and they did a matching gifts program that they just gave me the money and brought it to the table. So that was beneficial for me as well. So definitely check with United Way. They may have money. Damien always finding sales out there, y'all. He gonna always <laughs> find them discounts. <laughs> Slash prices written all over him. No, just kidding. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Turn the hearts up for the slash prices. Clearance sale. But anyway, 716, our New York, uh, the New York region is reaching out here. And I want to make sure I understand this question, um, but I think I do. It's, it's, it's around self-employment, and they brought up some good questions here. Basically, uh, they're, they're having problems uh, defining their income on their bank statements because they braid hair, they're selling pies, they're doing all of these cash for services type deals. So they're basically self-employed. And on the bank statement, their counselor is, gonna have, is having problems with their deposits because they use Cash App. How can you, they saying, can you give us some assistance or the manner they should be uh, documenting their income because they've been using Cash App and it sounds like the counselor is not accepting their Cash App registry or their Cash App uh, income. It, maybe it's not hitting the bank statement is what I'm getting because they keep saying it's going, it's not going to the bank statement. So is there any guidance because Cash App just hit us by storm and a lot of vendors are using that? I think that be before the that detail about how you're getting paid for your business is the requirement to have enough time in the business because that may be the reason there there are other requirements that are more important right the first one is do you want we want to see that business going on for at least two years prior to qualification and how do we document that with your tax returns so if you have a side business a part-time job or something but you're not reporting that income in your taxes we're not going to be able to include it as an income for your qualification. You can use the money to save for, for, for your home purchase, but it's not income. 
that we can document. So once that we we have the two years of taxes in the same line of business, you're making a little, little bit of money with the business. Now what we want to see is the deposits in your bank statements. So if you are getting paid with cash out or sell or any of those uh, apps, that's fine. As long as we see the money coming to your banking statements, we are going to look at the most recent 12 months banking statements. We want to see your business deposits, the, the money that you are bringing through your business and your business expenses, any expenses that you have in order to, to, to move your business. If we don't see that in your banking statements, again, we have a problem, right? Because one thing is what you have in your taxes. You tell the IRS based on the rules, and a different thing is what happened in your banking statements. There are things that don't necessarily go to your taxes. So we need to see both. We need to see two years of tax returns showing the, your business, and we want to see 12 months banking statements with those deposits. If it come with cash up and they, they are deposited in your banking statements, that, that shouldn't be a problem. We should be fine with that. Okay. And another thing, I think maybe the rubber hits the road when when you do have cash out, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, if they never deposit the cash out money into the bank account, you don't look at their cash out registry. And I know there's a feature on cash out where once you get your funds, you can hit this button and it transfers the deposit, it deposits the money into your account. But Diego, what if they never do that? If they keep it in their cash app, cash app makes it so easy. Now they'll send you this card and People just swipe in their card, but you never receive a statement. So if they never okay. deposit it, go ahead. Go ahead, Washington. You they have a login for Cash App. You can pull up a Cash App account online, and uh, and then uh, and then they can use that uh, almost as a as a bank account. Is how it have to how it have to would be have to be set up. I mean, it's kind of like a just like a PayPal. You know, PayPal people use PayPal, and they just you know people pay people by PayPal, and then they buy things off of PayPal. So you'd have to put it in as another um, type of a bank account, which literally it is. It is. Yeah. So but guys, you can log you know, in to cash app. I have one. I log into mine. And you log into it. So you know, my 716 you person out there, he's saying, they're saying, you know, log into your cash app. There should be some type of registry there that you can use. And the counselor is going to know to use this, right, Washington? Mm, right. But there's, there's yeah. another factor there. It's not, yeah, I, I understand this sometimes. You don't need to necessarily move the money to your bank account. But what we want to see is the income you're bringing home. You are paying for that income, your rent, your food, your car expenses, transportation, everything, right? So if the money is not coming to your bank account, we're going to have a problem to identify unless you are using that account as a savings only. That could be. And then we, if we are able to get, as Washington explained, uh, a register, that would be fine. That would be fine if we see the deposits coming from the business. When we talk about a bank account, it not necessarily means a checking or savings account. It could be a money market. could be something like, electronic uh, bank accounts, right? What it matters is we can see the money coming in and how you're using those funds to save and pay for all our expenses. Right. Good information. This is good. All right. Thank you. And 716, if I didn't cover everything because it looked like you went on, so give me a call back, 833-771-0500. Always reach me back and we'll, we'll keep going until we get what you need, especially for self-employed. We, we do understand. Mariah, Mariah's coming back to me. Mariah say, finding an agent who is familiar with the Section 8 home ownership program is very difficult. What are the recommendations does NACA have in house realtors or looking for realtors who are familiar with this. It's like talking a second language, she says, and she's in Tennessee, Washington. So, you know, she's saying, help, you know, how can I find a realtor that can, can talk this language dealing with Section 8 program? I'm just going to say your IHA is going to be your best choice, but go ahead. And, and speak to me in, in, in common language. I don't know. What if I don't know what an IHA is? What okay, is so IHA? IHA stands for in-house agent, and it's the internal... Um, jargon that we use to describe the agents that work for NACA. So my best bet would be okay. to say an in-house agent is going to be more familiar with the NACA process. Because again, when you're choosing agents outside, now they got some even extra to learn how to do. Not only do they have to uh, overcome or circumnavigate the NACA process, now you got, because you. you're now throwing in the piece 
for Section 8, which is another beast okay. that you have. All right, thank you. And the first recommendation that I always tell people is go to your Section 8 county office official to make sure you qualify and that that county participates. Because like in Georgia, not every county participates in the Section 8 homeownership Alrighty. program. And the county has the ability to choose to opt in or opt out in allowing that to happen. But let me play devil's advocate. I'm sorry advocate. about that. That's, you... exact, that's, that's exactly right, Smith. But let me play Thank devil's you, advocate here. I'm, live, I'm in Nashville. Mariah's in Nashville, Tennessee. Where's my in-house agent? True. So he could get with uh, Ms. Joe Carroll Pratt and we can see we have some resources there. But the biggest the bigger thing is going to be getting us in touch with those agencies to uh, to get to to work with the program and to understand how their housing choice voucher uh, works or their Section 8 program works. So that's going to be step one for us uh, to figure that out. Um, we are looking to get a satellite office there in Nashville. We've done a number of um, homebuyers workshops there. Uh, so we do definitely have a presence there. And we actually had an office there in the past. I remember that office there. Uh, that was before the flood. So I do remember that Nashville office. Um, and so who who would they get in contact with? Pratt, you said? Joe Carroll Pratt, or they can get in touch with me, or, or me, really. So we can try and uh, make some headway with the, uh, with the uh, uh, housing authority that she's already uh, working with. All right, Mariah. So if you want to reach out, make sure you hit 425-602-6222 and ask for Joe Carroll Pratt or Washington Riles. Let them know you called in to the NACA radio program and you wanted to know this information for Nashville because we don't have an in-house agent there, but we do have resources to connect you with. That's what this show is all about, connecting people to the right place. Well, one more thing for Mariah. Uh, it shouldn't be a problem for the real estate agent if you are using or you're not using a housing choice voucher, right? You are qualified exactly like any other member for a monthly payment, and you can use the mortgage calculator to calculate your maximum mortgage amount. That they don't really need to do anything about it. If you're talking about the real estate agent, you are qualified like any other member to purchase a home within a specific monthly payment. Uh, now, maybe she's in the process and 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 what we need to find out is what washington was talking if if the if the the specific housing authority offers a purchase voucher they convert the rental to purchase now every uh, organization do that right right good point diego and thank you for that adrian is saying adrian is in a good position adrian i love you already i'm throwing up some hearts for you adrian is saying i already have some land can I build a home with NACA on my land? And that's a good position to be in. Talk to me about building on my own land. Can I do that, Diego, Washington? You need to find a builder that's willing to, to uh, buy the land and build a house for you, put everything in a purchase size contract and sell it to you. Uh, it's a new construction contract and so you can sign in at any time, right? Even when there is no house there. Um, there is a, another way through the, our hand department uh, to build uh, with an improvements in a, realist, in a piece of land. But let me tell you, it's very complex. It's very difficult to accomplish. And, and that's not something that I would advise any member to do. The right way to do it is... Find a builder that's willing to uh, build a house, put a contract to build a house and get paid when you close on your loan. That's the, the best way to do it. That's the best way. Mm -hmm. That's the easiest and the shortest way because that other way is crazy. It is. It is. Okay. I'm going to try to get through these. I know I'm not going to be able to because we have so many questions and April just reminded us we are at the nine minute mark. So I'm going to try to rush through this. It never is enough time, guys. Let me try to help out here. Please verify. Thank you, T. Marie Hatfield. Please verify buying a home in the same area you currently live in. Does this refer to the same city or, or the same county? It's both. I, when we were talking about, and, and, and I don't mean to step on uh, Diego or Washington, but when we were talking about living, living where, by purchasing a home where you live, we was talking about state to state. If I got transferred to Florida and I'm in Texas, 
and I just want to buy a house sight unseen and I just want to do it in an area where I've never lived, that's going to be difficult for me. What I'd hate to do, um, Marie Hatfield, what I would hate to do is buy that house in, in, in Florida and get into that neighborhood and be like, oh my God, I wish I had lived over here at nighttime. I did not know a railroad track was two blocks away and I can hear it from my home. Or I didn't know that the neighborhood was this way at night or whatever the case may be. Or had I had known this other neighborhood exists, I would have bought over here. I mean, it's, it's state to state. I'm jumping state lines here. It's not going from one county to the next county where it's contiguous counties and I know the area. And Diego, not to speak for you, but was that what you were talking about? Yeah, that's exactly right. right? Yes, there are many, so many reasons to wait really research and understand the new area before you make a decision. And that's very important. Uh, I've seen cases where people say, oh, I didn't know that neighborhood. I just say it exists and the houses that are cheaper and are bigger than here and the schools are better. I didn't pay attention to that. And, and the county next to me have better school system than the one where I purchased, things like that. There are so many different factors. Schools, yep. schools will do it every time, yeah. Uh, and thank you. And Sonia, Sonia is saying, why was my mortgage maximum minimum amount omitted from my qualification form? It only shows my desired mortgage amount. And believe it or not, I got another call about that, uh, a 954 number that called basically asking uh, my desired amount is actually uh, higher than my affordable amount. And I don't, I think she got them backwards. I think her affordable amount was higher than her desired amount because she's asking, can she go to the max on it? Even though at first she wants, she asked for a lower payment and she can qualify for, she actually qualified for a higher payment on her form. Can she now go look for a house for that higher payment since she qualifies? So how does that form how true to life do we take that form? When we get an amount that's on that form, we're going house shopping for what, what that form says, or are we going house shopping for what we came into the program showing our desired amount? The answer is we go shopping for what the form is telling me I can afford, right? The, 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 the affordability form shows a monthly payment, a mortgage mm -hmm. payment, including, as I said before, uh, principal interest taxes and insurance and sometimes homeowners association if, if i'm looking to purchase a, a condominium uh that's my maximum payment we, we don't tell you how much is your maximum mortgage amount because that's going to change depending on the property taxes if, if there is a homeowners association fee the interest rate available the day that you, you plan to put an offer on the house, the amount of money that you have to buy down the interest rate or to do principal reduction, all those factors will change your maximum mortgage amount. However, what is not going to change is your maximum mortgage payment. You need to stay within that qualification. Now, if you believe after you qualify for the program that something changed in your finances and now you can, you can afford more, a higher payment, then you need to go back to your counselor, update your information, have that conversation so your counselor can, with you, can make the decision and submit your file for a, a reconsideration, right, to increase your monthly payment. So again, no. the relationship with the counselor is critical. So they must be, you must be communicating this information with your counselor so that you and your counselor can figure out the right path for you and what you really should be out there uh, house shopping for. Damien, did you have something just speaking for Yeah, I do. Um, from, a, from an aspect of that uh, qualification letter, it comes with the interest rate on it. Mm -hmm. However, it may be three months before you even find a house and you're under contract. At what point does the interest rate get locked when you're under contract? Because I know a lot of times people looking at, oh, well, the interest rate on my qualification letter says two, but now we're three months down the road and the interest rate has changed. At what point does their interest rate lock? The rate locks actually when the, when the file goes to bank, right? So the, so the member has two options to get, uh, to get a rate uh, at NACA. Uh, so the first is when the uh, counselor actually push, puts in their uh, enters in their uh, their purchase and sale contract data into the system. Uh, that's their that's their first. That'll be the 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 rate can't be any higher than the rate on that day. Okay. Right. 
And then they get another option when the file actually goes to bank, when they actually take the, uh, take the bank application. If the rate happens to be lower on that day, then the member gets that rate. So whatever, the, but, the, but to answer your question, the rate is locked when the file goes to, uh, is sent to the lender. Now, where would they play into buying the interest rate down? Where do they get that option and choice um, back to having, I want to buy my interest rate down lower? They want to do that at, at credit access, right? We don't want to make any changes. We want to get the file closed as quickly as we can. So we don't want to make any changes after we've sent the file to the lender. So we want to make sure that uh, all those all those, all those, those good decisions uh, that we need to make uh, in terms of interest rate buy down are made uh, when we go on, really when you go on the contract. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now in that same vein, and I have to ask this before we end because this is a good one. And <laughs> shout out to Tammy Johnson. I wish we had Han on here as well because I think a lot of this kind of ticks and ties to each other with the appraisals. Robin is saying, I'm currently looking for the right house. What happened if you don't find a home within six months? With the prices of homes in the area being overpriced, and we know what's going on out there in the market, guys, the price of homes are increasing. To build a home mm -hmm. even is increasing. So basically, Robin is saying you may not be able to do renovations within your affordability, depending on appraisals and things like that. So if the price changes uh, and, it's, and it's six months later down the line, what happens to your to to your your qualification or your affordable do you have to go back now and depend the determine new affordability based on right uh, yeah the, the qualification expires after 180 days right six months so my recommendation for all the members is by the month fifth you are not under contract update your file requires uh, uh, an appointment with your counselor so you are you meet with your counselor for requalification you together review again your your finances and he will requalify you for another six months but don't wait until day 179 to do that try to do it at least a month in advance before these six months gotcha and this makes absolutely this this that makes good sense so just stay on top of your file update 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 and you have to do that with your bank statements as you go through the process anyway. So just keep updating and, and look at your file. Uh, Sandra, I'm going to try to get you in. And this will be the last one. I'm so sorry. This has gone too. This is too good. But Sandra is saying, can a new business owner use the program? She has less than two years of 1099 income. Also, is the program only for first time home buyers? That answer is no. But about the two years of being, you know, less than two years as a new business owner. How can she take advantage and access the NACA program? So in general, we want to see the two years because most of the 80% of the business fell, the new business fell in the first two years. If you pass that, the two years, it means that it's stable. Your income is going to be there in the, for the long term. So uh, it does, it, there are exceptions, right? So some cases we can work with them one year. But that's something that you need to start the program, talk to your counselor, show what, what you have, and then we go from there. Uh, again, I, I don't want to give the, the wrong answer that you must have in every single case the two years, but the, and that's the rule of thumb. You need the two years mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, wow. I know I said one more. I know I said that was the last one, but I got to get Audia because Audia, not only did she call on Facebook, she reached us on Facebook, throwing some hearts up for her, but she also called. So Audia and I got we tackled this earlier, but I hope I, we answered your question. Audia was the one who had the information, had the questions about verifying your income using the bank statements versus cash app and audio is saying that you know specifically she got side hustles but she's not sure if that income she, she's not sure if that she's going to be using that income to determine buying the house but audio if you got side hustles and them side hustles are good you better use that income just put that side hustle money in deposit that money even if it's inconsistent deposit that money into your account because at some point they're going to get an average. Diego, Washington, am I right? They're going to take a yearly average. Right. Yeah, so I was just keep... 
Go ahead, Diego. Yes. If you're talking about self-employment, definitely. Yes. We're going to do Right. Yes. So if you're self-employed, don't cut yourself short, Adia, you know, whether it's braiding hair, selling pies, whatever your side hustle is, mattress money that you found or big mama left the house and then you found some money under that little pad under the carpet that, that, that she had that money and take that money and go and deposit it in, into that account because all of that income does count when they're doing an average. So take all of that money and make those deposits. And Diego said it very clearly. They're only looking at the deposits that you made. They're not looking at the frequency, but make your deposits showing you're self-employed. These are cash for services. You may do your services early in the morning, late at night, wherever you do your services. We ain't questioning you on your services. We're questioning you on your deposits mm. that, you're, that you're making into your account. So get that money in there because the more income you show, the more house you can buy. And it clearly shows that you're earning the money. So let's do that. Yeah, she, 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 she says here um, that she's not using the income for buying purposes. So she's probably running into some challenges. She's, I think she maybe wonder if, she, if, the, if the question is really directed towards um, sourcing the, the money that she is actually depositing. You think it's tax related? Well, the when she's saying she has hot side hustles, but aren't using that income for buying purposes. Hmm. I just wonder if that's that's more so what what she's what she's doing. So yeah, she's gonna run into challenges, you know, um, because you can't document you can't document cash. And then if she's not using it for for income, uh, then she may have some other challenges there. So she needs to speak with the counselor to kind of go through, you know, basically documenting the income that she's receiving and putting into her accounts. Right. And let's be real with, with, with our counselors, our counselors, the one thing yeah. that NACA does do a good job of, we make sure we hire uh, counselors that are compassionate with heart that put their foot forward to help you get into your home. We're not here to judge. So that's not our deal. So we're here to help you realize your dream. We're not here to pass judgments. We all have done wrong. We just didn't get caught. Okay. So that's a different story for another day. Damien, the old clock on the wall say it's time wow. to go. <laughs> Listen, we're going to have to invite them back, but here I go. I got a plate of dressing with cranberry right waiting on me. Oh, so oh. I'm ready to get another plate of that Thanksgiving food. But <laughs> you guys, I appreciate you so much for being here. It is always good. We definitely, if you guys have time, going to have to ask you back because I'm sure we still have other questions that we have not been able to answer. So Absolutely. are you guys willing to come back for us again? A third it, time. It, 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 it is a pleasure, really, to talk sure. to, to you and our members. I want to make a note before before we go. Uh, we had, uh, there was a lot, there, there were a lot of questions about the $25,000 lien. And we gave the answers based on what the policy that we have today. However, I want to disclose that NAC is considered to change the rules. So they may, if there are changes soon, I'm sure that you, in the next edition of this this show, we, we, we you can you can uh, tell members what, about the changes. Absolutely. So remember on that lien, that $25,000 lien, if the question comes up in January or February of 2022, we're going to bring the information right back to you. So again, Diego answered the question, but again, it is subject to change because our policies and times do change. As we all know, uh, things do happen and times do change, but we will be, be sure to bring you the most updated information as those policies are becoming available. So again, Old clock on the wall says it's time for us to go. And Diego Luque and Washington Riles, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, y'all. Been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Y'all see you next time. Stay masked up. Be safe. COVID is still out there. But go get your house through NACA. Because if I can have one, you, you, and you, and you, everybody get a house. See you next time. Thanks for listening. NACA's American Dream Program is a production of the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America, a national nonprofit organization fighting for economic justice through affordable homeownership and community advocacy. To learn more about NACA and our advocacy efforts, careers, NACA's Best in America Mortgage, or to join a NACA in your community, visit us at NACA.com. Do you want to make a difference in your community and help build a stronger neighborhood? Become an active force locally as an activist. 
create long-lasting changes in your community with the full support of NACA, one of the largest national nonprofit organizations fighting for economic justice. NACA's success is based on the active participation of over 2 million members advocating for affordable homeownership and economic justice. To learn more about NACA and how you can join a NACA to fight for economic justice in your neighborhood, visit NACA.com today. Do you want to know why NACA is the best mortgage in America? Let's hear why from NACA homeowners themselves. My name is Alicia Ford. Um, I purchased my home with NACA about a year and a half ago. I highly recommend it and it gives everybody a fighting chance at owning an affordable home with a mortgage that you can afford without some of the crazy lending practices that we know that are out there. To find out how NACA can make your dream of owning your home a reality, visit us at NACA.com. Are you tired of paying astronomical prices in rent? Do you think owning your own home is an impossible dream because you can't afford a down payment or have a bad credit score? Welcome to NACA. We're revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best in America mortgage. No down payment, no closing costs or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score, and at a below market fixed rate. For more than 30 years, NACA has been in the forefront stabilizing communities through affordable home ownership for low to moderate income working people. To find out more information about NACA, visit us at NACA.com. That's NACA.com. Do you want to know why NACA is the best mortgage in America? Let's hear why from NACA homeowners themselves. My name is Barbara Milan. I bought my forever home. I'm not planning on moving again. And it's all because of NACA. I wouldn't have been able to afford the home that I'm living in um, without the NACA program. To find out how NACA can make your dream of owning your home a reality, visit us at NACA.com.